Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, hour two, WEI Late Night. I'm Mark Dundero with you until midnight. Um, I need to do this right now because it's long overdue. I've made a complete... I, I just I made a big mistake, okay? I made a mistake, and I, I can't believe it's taken me this long to acknowledge the mistake, okay? You know, some time ago, I posted something on Twitter, and it went viral, and it's everywhere. Um, it was before the Brooklyn Nets and Boston Celtics played a playoff series last year, not this past spring, the year before, okay? And I spoke a little bit about Kyrie Irving and my distaste for Kyrie Irving. And I talked about why, if I was going to the Garden during that series, I would have booed him. Why I would have booed him. Why I was upset. Why I wouldn't, you know, all the things, all the negative emotions a fan of this region would have for Kyrie Irving. And I was negative. You know, it was a negative rant. And I have no idea what I was doing. Why I'd be so negative towards Kyrie Irving makes no sense to me. Okay? Kyrie Irving, this is a guy, I should be thanking Kyrie Irving. That's what I should be doing. I shouldn't be negative towards Kyrie Irving. I need to thank Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving said to a group of fans at TD Garden that he was going to stay here. He was going to stay. Thankfully, he is not here anymore. Okay, he did us all a huge favor. And here I am executing negative tweets and going on rants talking about how much distaste I had for Kyrie Irving. No. The best thing that ever happened to this team was Kyrie Irving leaving. Two max slots. That was the best conversation that ever happened. That was a that was the underrated biggest moment in Celtics recent history. That was a great day. And I'm here sitting and being negative the last few years about Kyrie Irving and booing. I should be cheering Kyrie Irving, okay, for leaving my team, this team. That there would have been heartache and disappointment all along the route of Kyrie Irving and his time with the Boston Celtics. That's what you would have had, okay? That, I mean, 
the fact that I was so negative about Kyrie Irving is just ridiculous. I needed to thank him, and I needed to be positive about Kyrie Irving leaving the Celtics. He did us all a favor, and I have changed my ways. I've changed my tune and acknowledged the mistake I made. That's all I want to say about Kyrie Irving. Because he's going to, like, I just, I alluded to this in the first hour. He's going to go to the Lakers. What do you, what do you want me to get upset? You want me to get nervous? The Lakers are done. The Lakers are done. Okay, this team with this iteration of the Lakers are done. Done. Irving, James Davis looks great on paper. Looks great on paper. If it was 2015, this team would be a beast. Oh, it looks great on paper. But hold on a sec. Okay. Uh, Anthony Davis hasn't shot a ball in two and a half months. You know, he hadn't picked up a ball since April, whatever it was, fifth. LeBron James, he's working out. He's got that video up. He's working out in New York City. Good. He's going to be 38, 39, whatever he is. And Kyrie Irving has destroyed every single team he's been on. <laughs> every single team. It's almost like with this Nets thing for Brooklyn, it's like the management finally grew a set and said, listen, you don't run the show, we run the show. And Kyrie's just like a kid in the corner being like, but I want this, but oh, I Oh, I mean, good for them. I mean, good, and I'm glad Durant is trying to get away from the guy. Like, why the – look. He wasn't getting away from him. He was saying the problem with Nets management, uh, Durant was, was that they didn't cater to Kyrie. That's the problem that he has. That's why he's requesting a trade, according to reports. So the, the, the problem Kevin Durant had – was that they th- he thought they should cater to Kyrie Irving. <laughs> okay. I do not want this city anywhere near Kevin Durant. I, I'm, I am not. He, he's done to me. Like, he has had his peak. He's had his best days. He, has a, he is going to be going down, down, down as the days and years go along. Six one seven down that you're saying is like in the locker room with him and Kyrie because teammates are looking at this situation and being like, huh, he seems a little bit like soft or whatever. He doesn't get along with teammates. Do we really want him on our roster? That's another thing. I mean, that's another dynamic here that we're not discussing, but I'm just looking at what happened in the series before in the Celtics series. How did he play? I mean, you couldn't help them win one game. You were you were dominated. Why should I think going forward another team's not going to be able to d- give you fits? You know, like it's just that wasn't good enough. And to disrupt again, again. If you're Kevin Durant, if you're the Lakers, right? If if I'm the Lakers right now, what do I have to lose? You know, if you can find a way to keep Davis and James, and you can unload Westbrook, I don't know who the hell would want him, but if you can unload him and that contract. And you can bring in Kyrie Irving, a guy that James has won with. He's a proven shot man. Like at that point, I don't like. I'm not as a Celtics supporter nervous about it. But if I'm the Lakers, I understand why you do it. I understand why you'd want to do it. I understand that it, you know, it's a big name. You're the Lakers. He's a really fun guy to watch. That plays into it. And you could, you know, you're trying to get one more kick at the can, as unlikely as it may be. I get that. Or if you're, you know, you know, if I'm OKC and I've got a million and one picks and Kevin Durant played here and maybe you got some guy, you know, they just signed Lou Dort. You got uh, Gil Chris Alexander. Like you got some pieces and you think maybe Durant can, you know, you're not going to win it anyway. Why not give up some picks? The fans would love it if he came back and you see what happens. 
Like if a team, but if I'm the Celtics, who are two wins away from the championship, and you've got this core that seemingly love to be together, Brown and Tate, you to give them up, to give two All Stars up for Kevin Durant, absolutely no, 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 no. So I don't see what the discussion is here. I'm out on that whole talk. I think there are names that are still available that the Celtics should be interested in. Okay, one guy I haven't heard anybody mention, and I know he's he's probably not a t- you know he's not a wing necessarily. He could use a little bit um, in terms of height. He gives up some height, but I would love for the Celtics to find a way to acquire Bruce Brown from the Nets. That guy gave them problems in that seat. He was I was more concerned with Bruce freaking Brown than Durant, certainly than Durant and Irving too. And Irving had some good games there, you know? I was more concerned with Bruce Brown. Defensively, he was giving them fits. He was hitting threes. I I you know, he's not perfect. But I like the energy. I like his athleticism. I like his defensive ability. And he can knock down some shots in a playoff series. Like, I'd love for them to add a guy like that to the bench if we're talking about realistic options. And he, and he only had a contract last year, $4.7 million, So it Reasonable. Gets right. He's not going to break the bank. That's Now, again, there's better guys out there. You know, like TJ Warren would be a better, more established, more accomplished, probably higher-end type guy. Who I'd love to see here. But, you know, I, I think that's real. I'm going, this is the Bill Belichick approach. Give me a guy that gave me fits. And Brown was a problem. Now, he did say that stupid comment about we're going to go at Tyson Horford. That was dumb. But overall, he backed that up with, with solid play. Like, I would be, that'd be fine with me if they could add him to the bottom of their roster. I think that'd be a great depth added, a great depth signing. Warren, like I said, would be really good. That'd be a nice piece. That's a guy that can get you points, get you buckets. He can score. He can shoot. He's been injured. But depending on the price, that'd be, and he's 6'8". You know, he's got length. He's got that wing length. I'd love to get him here. I'll give you another name that uh, reports are coming out. Give me another name. Buyout is Danilo Gallinari. He's going to get a buyout with the Spurs, and reports are saying it's between the Celtics and the Bulls mm-hmm. that he's deciding on. I take it. I, I'm not in love with it. Um, I know he's a shot maker. He's got great size. What's he, 6'10"? You know, that's great height. So I'd like to think, I'd like to think he's not useless defensively. Um, I know he's not a defender at all, but if you're 6'10", please don't be useless defensively. Or grab some rebounds. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I would. I don't know if that's the the missing piece, but I take it. He can make threes. He's got good size. I take that. So yeah, that'd be another one. We'll see where that goes. If that um, ends up going anywhere or whatever, but yeah, they, I mean, there's a, the team is not far off. Now you can't be. You can't do nothing. You still have to do something because there was not you, – you clearly, when Tatum struggled, you didn't have enough on the bench. The bench, they turned into pumpkins. You need to show the team that you're committed to winning here, uh, a la the Warriors, and continue to infuse the roster with talent, and I think they will. 
So you can't just say, all right, nobody's, you know, we're going to just run it back as is. I don't think that would be good enough. Al Horford will be another year older. Not good enough. But I don't think you have to do something crazy. And frankly, the whole, the Kevin Durant thing makes me mad. I mean, if they were giving him away, fine. You know, if you were going to have to give up all-stars to get him. You know, I take it, but I am I have to have him with Brown and Tatum. Yeah, that's the tricky part, too, because last year he just signed a four-year extension, so you're kind of handicapped at least yeah. for four years unless he forces his way out again. Yeah, and I don't even know if you'd want him for that long. How, again, that was such a bad note to go out on. I don't know how good he's going to be going forward. I just don't. I'm assuming he's going to be good still, but... I'm not doing it, and I if I did do if he did come here, I would need it with the stability of Brown and Tatum in place, both of them. The guy would change the a complete dynamic of that team of that locker room. I'm not bringing him in on his own like that. He would need babysitters essentially, just like he had in Golden State. It wouldn't be good enough to just bring in Durant. And have Tatum there and be like, all right, you two figure it out. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I don't trust it. I'm not doing it. Okay. It's more than just talent. The Celtics proved that this year. And I'll tell you another thing. I think the Red Sox are proving it too. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. This is WEI Late Night. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, back here at WEI Late Night. Been mainly basketball here. Um, nothing earth-shattering to this point. Bobby Portis re-signed with the Milwaukee Bucks. That's a good re-signing for them. P.J. Tucker, probably one of the bigger names to be on the move, I guess. Um, officially. Jalen Brunson. I mean, Jalen Brunson, a nice player, whatever, going to the Knicks. It's not going to do anything. It's, it changes nothing. Um, Tucker, you know, the guy's a winner. He was on the Bucks. He was on the Heat. You know, now he's going to be on the the Sixers, who are a team. I just I don't believe in. Uh, see, I think you can lump some of these guys all together. Like, put all of these guys. I'm going to give you some names right now. You put them all in the same thing: LeBron James, Kevin Durant, James Harden. Like those three guys, I think are falling off now. We, I know we're still hypnotized by what they've done and what they've been. 
but it's not what the, that's not the same situation. You've got to look at Jalen Brown and players like that as the more valued commodity. That's the type of guy that's next. That's the type of guy that's going to be the next, you know, maybe not James Harden, but he's going to be the next dude. Let's talk to Paul in Westfield on Kevin Durant. Paul, how are you? Excellent. It's Excellent. Dime Daryl with Mr. Don Daryl. What's Guess going what on for you? Tonight we're going to cut through the crap and get right to the point. Point one. One word on trading a 26-year-old upcoming star that gets better every year to a 34-year-old guy that's thin and has a bad Achilles. Silence! It's a not to happen in. Just like Mark said, this is the future. You have to know when to say when. And the perfect example was Paul Pierce. If Paul Pierce was real, he took that team to the playoffs and single-handedly got him there. However, with a couple of years later, that was his time. And, and Durant is right at that point, Mark. And think, bud, there's a difference between Durant and LeBron. LeBron's stacked and muscular, and that causes impact dispersion. He's stronger. He's less likely to get injured. Durant's kind of thin. He's very thin. Yeah, Dur- I mean, Durant is younger than LeBron. That's why I was giving LeBron, you know, LeBron's, what's he going to be, 37, 38? Yes, sir, but he's built physically. He's built. He's range. built. Range I get that. I agree game. with you, but he's also older. So that's why I kind of like But continue your point. Right. That's that's the whole point. Yeah. Durant isn't old now, but he's going to be in a couple of years. If he makes it two more years at that level, that would be a miracle. He certainly looked Maybe it during three. the series a few months ago. So, Yes, sir. He did. Yes, sir. Um, uh, a, a quick question. Uh, yep. When Kyrie was here, he said things that were like of an Eastern Zen mind. He said the wrong things to the wrong people at the wrong time. We hate him. He stepped on the on the Celtic symbol on the floor of his right ankle and sprained it three weeks later. <laughs> However, this is my question mark. It's fun to make fun of him, right? But when people like Durant switch teams like he did and LeBron did it and it worked, and you mentioned James Harden, it just, he didn't, his bill of goods was not what he was presented. And he came back fat and out of shape. Don't, if you were them, and I'm telling you, this is a lot of money. Like Kyrie's now, look at me, I'm a hero, I'm staying. For $36 million? You're not a hero, you got what you wanted. Don't you think they should do that? They should try to finagle, they should try to angle the best team and try to get the most money. They only get one shot at it. So what, I, I'm not following your question. You, are I'm, you? I'm asking you, don't you think, don't you think they should? Like, it's fun to hate on Kyrie. He said stuff like, like that pitcher used to say that infuriated everybody. But don't you think you should give him credit for trying and getting all that money and trying to switch teams? Why is it such a bad thing? Everyone's pissing on Durant for that. Oh, all right. Well, thanks for the call, Paul. Um, whatever. I mean, I, yeah, sure. He got thirty. He was in line for thirty-seven million dollars. Like, good for him. Um, I mean, I'm, I can't praise anything Kyrie Irving does. Like, I'm not giving him credit. Like, whatever. He, he just he he burned that place down. Got caught with his pants down. He knows he's an embarrassment and everybody's laughing at the situation because of him. And now what? Now he's, he's telling people he's going to the Lakers? I mean, he's lucky that they're so desperate at this point. And his talent is, you know, so intoxicating, he's going to get opportunities. And he did hit a shot that won the NBA Finals. Now, that was a perfect situation because you have LeBron James, who was the ultimate, you know, stabilizer at that point, leader, talent, point guard, like everything that you would want in a basketball player, he was then. But he's going to get an opportunity because of his talent. 
I just think it's, you know, he's going to, whatever team he goes to, he's going to ruin them. Especially, he was still young-ish back in 2016. He hadn't found his voice as much as he has now. He's impossible to, he will not quiet down. He will not just, you know, adhere to whatever the, the culture is, and shut up and be a good soldier and do what he needs to do to win. He will have his opinions. He will do his, whatever he does, his weird stuff. Like, all of that is out of the, you know, it's out of the box now. Do you think wherever Kyrie goes is his last shot in the NBA? Like, if he burns that bridge, our team's now going to look and say, we can't have this How old is he? Room. I forget how old. Let me look how old he is. Because I think he's he's approaching 30. I'm going to say no. His talent is too intoxicating, and somebody will always, or at least, yeah, he is 30. I, I'm going to say no, not his last shot. I think somebody will always be drawn to the ability to score and he's box office and he's you know they could put you could put butts in the seats um especially a guy like that you'd like to think he doesn't take a lot of punishment you know you can last you know you're a guy you can make shots you don't take a lot of punishment if he was ever willing to be on the bench going forward later in his career like I don't know like that's a guy I think that could stick around so I'm not going to say that but I know what you mean like everybody's basically fed up with him so I guess it could be, but I'm going to say no. I think somebody's going to give him a chance, even after this next team, just based on talent and his ability to score. Some desperate team, a team that, you know, thinks they could be close and they're trying to have one last crack at the you know, whatever. So I just think it's good. The main thing in terms of Kevin Durant, because that's the big fear, that he goes to a situation that's going to derail what the Celtics had going and put them at a disadvantage. But it's just they need to trade him, and whoever gets him will need to give up significant assets to acquire him. That's good for the Celtics because it lessens the possibility that wherever Durant goes, they're just going to load up. It's going to be tough to just load up if you're trading for Kevin Durant. You're going to have to give up a lot to get him. And the Celtics have already proven they can beat him and a star together on the court in a playoff series. You're going to have to have more than just him and another star. Even if it is somebody other than Kyrie. You're going to have to have depth. You're going to have to have to have a bench. You're going to have to have a team. So the fact that whoever gets him is going to have to give up a lot to get him is good for the Celtics. If he was a free agent, that would not be as good. He could sign with a team where he could slide right in and be an asset Miami, something like that. But if Miami has to give up pieces to get him and picks and all these things, it will not be as easy. It'll change the culture of the locker room and the dynamic of the team. And it will be something that they'll have to account for. So the fact that he is still, or the fact that he is going to garner so much uh, capital going back to Brooklyn, that's a good thing. And I do not want this. I mean, I wouldn't even know where you'd give up. If, I mean, if you were going to give up, and based on what we're hearing, this isn't nearly good enough, but if you were going to give up Marcus Smart, Grant Williams, and Picks, I guess that's a conversation you'd have to have. But that's not going to get you Kevin Durant. There's no all-stars there. No All-Stars there. 
not nearly juicy enough or flashy enough. It's not going to get you him, and I don't want that. I don't want him. I mean, you're going to change the culture of the locker room. That's a big deal, especially for the Celtics, who who tried and worked so hard to build it into what it has become. Let him go. Let the circus go somewhere else and laugh at what happens next to them because this is a mess you should not want to be a part of if you're the Celtics. Kevin Durant has proven to be fickle. He's proven to be um, unpredictable. And now, based on the last playoff series, inconsistent. Couldn't get to the rim. Couldn't play through physicality. Had bad shooting nights. Made bad decisions. Turned the ball over. I'm not doing it. He's still a great player, great score in the right situation. But I'm not doing it. Not after you just punked him the way you did. I'm riding with Tatum. I'm riding with Jalen Brown. And I'm keeping them on the Boston Celtics. That's what I'm going to do. Because we, you know, it's not all about talent. Speaking of that, you're seeing that firsthand with the Boston Red Sox. And can we say one thing? Look, I know it's it's been unpopular, but I've been on this train since it happened. It was absolutely the right thing, okay, to trade Mookie Betts. Absolutely, positively, the correct move. I don't even know how it's a debate, honestly. It's not even a debate. Okay? When you figure in, and I know he wasn't part of the deal per se. He wasn't. But when you figure in Kike Hernandez, okay, and what he's done and what he did specifically last year in the postseason, because he was a part of the solution to replace Betts. I know he wasn't part of the deal. When you figure what he's done, and then you factor in Alex Verdugo and what he's become for this team, the trade was worth it. And not paying a guy at that size what he got from the Dodgers was absolutely worth it. Absolutely worth it. Now, basketball isn't baseball. Obviously, it's a different comparison. But it's not always about bas- It's not always about talent especially in baseball. And I don't know how you can look at the totality of what High and Bloom has done for the Boston Red Sox and not say, that guy knows what he's doing and I support him. Has it been perfect? No, it hasn't been perfect. But this is a guy that does not become intoxicated by just big names and big resumes because that is not what wins in baseball. They traded Mookie Betts, the Red Sox did. They got Alex Verdugo, Kike Hernandez. Kike Hernandez was out of his mind during the postseason last year. And Alex Verdugo has become a force for you as essentially an everyday player. You didn't have to pay Mookie Betts. I mean, you didn't have to pay Mookie Betts what you paid him, what the Dodgers paid him. You avoid paying Mookie Betts the salary he got in L.A., You get the production last year in the playoffs from Hernandez. You get the production you've gotten from Verdugo. You won that trade. That was a good move by High and Bloom.
A hundred percent. Great prospects out there like Jeter Downs and Connor Wong that are still waiting to develop. We'll see. Now, where's my confidence level with Jeter Downs? We'll see. I, it's not high, but you're right. He's still out there and he's still doing stuff. So until he's completely a wall, that's another factor. You look around Major League Baseball. How are the? Uh, help me out, Joey. How have the? How have the L.A. Angels been doing the last month or so? Is this pre Joe Madden or post Joe Madden? I don't know. The same. Because wasn't there like a, a ten? Wasn't there like a ten game losing streak there? Twelve game losing. Twelve game streak. losing. Jackson, losing streak. Tell me here. Twelve okay. or thirteen. Games they they in a row. fell out of wherever they were. They fell off the map. And correct me if I'm wrong, but don't they have two of the best players to I don't know ever play baseball? I was gonna say all time. You got the modern day Babe Ruth. You've got the modern-day Babe Ruth and the modern-day Mickey Mantle. I mean, I always viewed Mike Trout as sort of a Mickey Mantle-Bo Jackson hybrid. Guess what? That's pretty good. You've got both of those guys, and you can't win anything. You can't even make noise. At least the Seattle Mariners, who had A-Rod and Ken Griffey Jr. for a while back in the 90s, didn't win anything. But they had some you know, points where they were making a little noise. You know, they they had that series against the Yankees. They went to a couple ALCS. You haven't done anything in L.A. You haven't the done anything. The thing they've done is get in a brawl. That's right. You've done nothing with Trout, and now with Trout and Otani, who's pitching and hitting. It's an embarrassment. I'll give you another example. The Washington Nationals won the World Series the year after they gave up the best player in the history of the franchise who was in his prime. They gave him up, and the the next year they won the World Series. That's not an accident. It's not just about talent in baseball. So I'm, you know, I've been in this camp for a long time, but I support High and Bloom. You know, has it been perfect? Not perfect. Like when they traded Mookie Betts, I would have liked an arm. I would have liked a, a pitcher, a prospect in terms of a starting pitcher. Could they be more aggressive to get bullpen help? Yes. It's not perfect. But by and large, I trust the guy and I trust what he's doing because I think he's got a good sense of what, what wins in baseball. Do you think people might be looking at it the wrong way? Because he's built up the farm system from what it once was. And then you have all these little-name guys where they're not getting the big contracts, but they're still being key contributors for the big-time hitters like Bogart, Stevers, and Martinez. Yeah, I mean, I the, I would love to see somebody emerge from the farm, especially, like I said, a pitcher. So if you're going to build up the farm system, you know, let's you, let's tap into it a little bit. That's, I guess, what I would say to him in terms of my criticism. Like, Bring up what bring up Cassis or trade these guys for a piece. You know, do do something. I you know address some of the needs, but I'm just saying overall, we can always find ways to nitpick. I just think overall the guy has done a good job, and I trust his instincts in his role. That's what I'm saying. But I think too too often. Too many people still live in the in the you know early two thousands world where it's like the Red Sox and Yankees and you got to just be a huge spender and buy all the talent you can get and that's how you win. I, it's not like that as much anymore, especially 
it probably would because of the analytics and how they've t- it's just not like that as much. Now you still need thump, you still need the talent. The Dodgers have had the best roster how many years in Major League Baseball? They won one championship, and that was during the bubble. That was during the pandemic where you could argue, like, you know, was it really real? Like, they were, there weren't as many fans. Like, it, was, it wasn't an actual real thing. I mean, it, it was real. I'm not taking away their the, – the given. I, I still give them credit for winning the title. But it wasn't normal. It wasn't a normal situation. Can't argue that. So – I just think you need to be a little bit more patient. I don't think that the Red Sox are in a place where they need to panic and go get some, do something. Could they use a bullpen, you know, a closer? Yes, I'd love a closer. Um, you know, Chris Sale's coming back. I don't think I want to rely on just that. You know, he's saying all the right things, but he's proven unreliable. And if Alex Cora, based on what he said, is hell-bent on keeping him in the starting rotation and keeping him a starter, there's no telling what you're going to get. I think you need to still be aggressive and find a bullpen arm. Guy that can close out a game, end a game. I'm sick of these seven inning heroics, and then after the seventh, it goes downhill. So, but overall, I think Hyam Bloom is in a good place, and I think he knows what he's doing. And I like the fact that he's not just intoxicated by big names, because I don't think that wins the way it used to. You know, it'd be nice if the Red Sox could keep it going in July. Some great opportunities coming up. And obviously the big thing will be what happens when they face the Yankees because they haven't faced the Yankees since I think the first, what was it, the first series of the year, first or second series of the year. And you've got them at the end of next week at Fenway. Those are obviously big games, measuring stick games, and you want to be at the forefront of a series with them and not be playing from behind and not be getting your tail whipped because you need to prove that you can play with that team. They're going to win the division, but they are not a team that you can't beat in a playoff series. That's going to be a big series, a big test for the Red Sox, and I and a test I expect them to pass, to do well in. Especially based on what they've done and what they're coming out of in June. Okay. Um, all right. When we get back, we're going to touch. The Bruins reportedly have a new head coach, Jim Montgomery. We'll talk a little bit about that and anything else from the NBA and free agency. This is Mark Dundaro on WEI Late Night. All right, back here on WEI Late Night. The Boston Bruins currently uh, reportedly closing in on a new head coach, Jim Montgomery. Um, If you don't know much about his background, he played at the University of Maine back in the early 90s, won a national championship there alongside Paul Correa and Cal Ingraham, one of the best lines in the history of hockey. Um, Listen, I like the hire. I, I do. I, I think this is a guy based on what he kind of accomplished. Now, I know he got derailed by an alcohol addiction, and he reportedly has since addressed that. We'll see if that, I don't know, becomes an issue again or something that has to be dealt with or or what, but I I like the hire. I was not in favor of them firing Bruce Cassidy, so I'll say that. I think they made a mistake there. I'm not a Don Sweeney supporter. 
I think that the, the organization was in a worse place when he got the extension, Sweeney, and Cassidy got the boot. But I do like this hire on its surface. We'll see. I have no idea if this guy's going to come in and be productive, if he's going to command the respect of the team properly or effectively. I don't know any of those things. But I do like the trajectory that he had the Dallas Stars heading in before he was removed from that position based on something that happened um, prior to him checking into some rehab facility for alcohol addiction. So I like what he did and what it looked like he was building in Dallas, a team that ultimately, after he left, made the cup final. So, you know, he's had success in college. He's had success at the pro level. He's been an assistant on good teams. Based on what's out there and the situation you were coming out of with Bruce Cassidy, who I thought was a good coach, good for this team, I like the Jim Montgomery news. I I don't know how it's going to go. I mean, you've got an aging roster. You've got a a guy that's coming back in Patrice Bergeron. I'm happy to see him back. I think he'll help stabilize the new head coach situation. I think he'll help, you know, we didn't like this when Dustin Pedroia said it to Bobby Valentine, but sort of help teach uh, and, and explain and be an example of what the culture is here because we know the Bruins culture, by and large, has been really good within that dressing room for a decade plus. I think that continues as long as Bergeron's here. Um, and hopefully he can show Jim Montgomery what what this team and organization is all about, especially within that dressing room. I like the hire. I'm not going to go crazy. Um, but I think this has a chance to be successful. And I think based on what he did, especially in Dallas, getting them on the precipice, um, and I'll have to go back and just verify, but I think they took the Blues... Didn't they take him to seven games the year that the Blues won the Stanley Cup? I'm going to have to check that. Yeah, that was a seven-game Stanley Cup in 2019. Seven game. Okay. Thank you. So, you know, they they were going in the right direction before everything got derailed. And then the Blues, I uh, checked that, the Stars ended up making the Cup final, I think, the next year. So the guy has proven that he can create a little something and get something going. You know, the, the Bruins are a team that's not in rebuild mode. I'm not going to say they're they're ready to win now, but they've got a core that's won that, that, that's won, that's been there, that understands what it takes to win, and a core, frankly, that hasn't achieved their ultimate potential. I think that's a question, too, from Sweeley and Neely, is what are the expectations with him coming in? Are, like, are they expecting a Stanley Cup, or are they expecting to rebuild with him at the helm? Is that, the that is a fair question. Joe, that's a fair question. I, I like to think you've got Pasternak, you've got McAvoy, you've got Marshan still. You've got Bergeron coming back. Like, the goal there needs to be win now. It needs to be. Now, maybe that's unrealistic based on the success you haven't had since 2011. I understand you've made the cup final twice since winning it, but you haven't won it. I hope this guy can rebuild, but I also hope he can win now. I mean, what are we doing if they're not trying to win now? They should have been trying to go all in to win for years. You got Bergeron coming back. You got Pasternak in his prime and McAvoy in his prime. Don't forget getting uh, Lindholm at the trade deadline. You got, yeah, and, and how about, I mean, Swayman, the jury a little bit is still out, but he looks like a competent goalie. I mean, you got you got some guys here. Now, it's probably not enough, but 
I don't know. You bring the guy in to win. They need a win. They need to try to win. While Bergeron is still on the roster and you have that leadership and experience, you've got to continue to try to win. I know the East has been really tough. You know, obviously Tampa has dominated. Florida, the Panthers have had some good. They were good this year. The Hurricane, a lot of teams. The Rangers end up making it. How far did they go? Like Eastern Conference finals. Finals, like, you know. You've got good teams, it's tough. But you've got to try to win while those guys are here. Otherwise, you should just be blowing it up, which you're not doing. So if Bergeron's coming back, you've got to win. I, I had said if Bergeron had retired, you should have blown the whole thing up. Yeah, you got rid of the coach. Bergeron retired. You couldn't win with him, with those guys. And all of a sudden, if he left, you thought you were going to win without him? Hell no. You blow it all up at that point. You trade Marchand. You trade Pastor. You start over. Which, to me, would have included Don Sweeney. But, you see, you know, him and Neely go way back. And you had to get you had to give him an extension, whatever. I like the Jim Montgomery hire. I think it has a chance, based on the roster, that the Bruins are currently going to be bringing to the rink next fall. And we'll see where they end up. I like it. Don't love it. Can't love it. But I like it, considering they, they fired a guy that I really liked. So, I give it a chance. I'll keep doors open and be optimistic, especially with Bergeron coming back. I think they have a chance to really uh, land on their feet, we'll say. All right, boys, thanks for the help. It'll be fun the next few days to see where this uh, NBA free agency situation goes, where Kevin Durant goes, and I bet you he's going to go somewhere that will not move the needle as much as the world thinks it will. He's going to go somewhere, and it's going to be, all right, a big deal at the time in the moment, and then come next season, it's not going to be what you think. Don't be hypnotized by his resume. All right. We'll see you Sunday. This is WEI Late Night. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.